When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We have Coach Yost. He's the head, now head coach at Burlington Central High School. Coach, thanks for being here. Yeah, appreciate you having me on, Steve. Glad to join you on a nice Sunday. So, Yeah, don't worry. I have the Bears game on my phone, so if you hear me cuss, it's because of what's going on. I got the same thing happening on mine, too. <laughs> yeah, last time you were on here, you were just the OC. Now you're the head coach. It's been, what, two years now? Two years, I think? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, just wrapped up uh, second season as the head coach at Burlington Central, and uh was the offensive coordinator for a couple years before that. So it's been a, it's been a good transition, you know, getting into uh, teaching at the high school too and getting in there full time. And, you know, this is where, uh, you know, my family lives. So my kids go to school in the district, which is nice, makes it easier on my life. But yeah, it's been great. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a good time, good start, good transition. So. I was going to say, what would be the biggest adjustment being a head coach, but since you were already there, you kind of already knew the ins and outs, but was there any like big thing transition wise? You were like, Oh shit, I didn't know. Like I was gonna have to deal with this or that. Um, you know, I kind of already had it. So I, I was the, the head wrestling coach at Hampshire, um, you know, when I was there. So I, you know, I had a good idea of, of what it was like to be a head coach of program and, and, uh, you know, being at the high school already for, you know, a few years uh, prior to that, just made that transition really easy. Um, you know, already knew the kids had, had a, a large chunk of our, our coaching staff in place. So didn't really have to, you know, there wasn't really that, you know, transition process of, you know, learning the kids, learning the coaching staff, all that type of stuff, you know, that, that kind of made it a lot easier, but, um, yeah, nothing, you know, uh, you know, nothing too crazy about the transition from being an OC to, to head coach, you know, I think football side of it, you, you treat it the same way and, and you go about your business you know, kind of the, the same way you did, you know, before, um, you know, you're just making a, a few more of the tougher decisions at times and, and, and the direction you want to lead the program. And I think you know, probably, if I had to pick anything, the, the biggest thing was just, you know, the organization of all the stuff in the off season, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and budgeting and all, and all that type of stuff. So, 
you know, you get to, you know, fundraising and, and how do you spend that money wisely and, and put it back into the program? And, and then how do you continue to build, uh, you know, what you were already, you know, starting or a part of prior to taking over as head coach. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, nothing, nothing too wild or crazy. Nothing that I wasn't expecting, but, uh, yeah, I think the, the off season stuff and the budgeting and all that kind of stuff is probably the, the biggest thing. Cause you know, you have a small part in it prior to being the head coach, but you know, you never really realize it, um, you know, until, and, and when I took over, <clears throat> you know, we had known that, that Melvin was going to step down and take the college job. And, and so I, you know, sort of was in a, a call like an interim role from about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, February until, you know, I was officially named the head coach in June, you know, two years ago. So I had, I had a good chunk of time where I got to, you know, do the interim thing. I was running all the off season programming and, and started to look at budgeting and, and all that type of stuff before I was even named the head coach. So that also helped. Yeah. I was going to say you, you had it pretty easy. Uh, same thing with like Bazan, who I work for, he was there for a while. Um, easy transition. Um, I think I talked to you about this in the summer when you became a head coach, how does the youth program work? Cause I'm diving in. I'm going to just lay it all out there. How does the program work with the youth program? How does that feed into Burlington central? Cause you got Elgin and all that surrounding it. I don't, I don't know how it works out there. Yeah. So we, um, yeah, I think we talked about this summer. We had at your place a little bit, but, um, you know, we have, um, you know, our youth organization, which is uh, the CYFL Panthers. Um, it's, you know, Burlington organization, you know, their home field is right, you know, you know, just south of Burlington. And, uh, um, they, uh, you know, they, they're an organization that we've worked really closely with, um, you know, since Melvin was the head coach, we started that transition, you know, uh, you know, four or five years ago, and that's continued on through, you know, it is, we, we have a unique dynamic, I think, just because, you know, we, we're central high school, you know, we're, you know, in the town of Burlington, but we draw from so many, you know, area, you know, neighboring areas, you know, we have kids with Elgin addresses, we have kids with Hampshire addresses, we have kids with St. Charles, Campton Hills, Maple Park. I mean, we really, Sycamore even, we run the gamut as far as, you know, how many different, uh, you know, places we kind of draw from. A lot of our kids do play um, for Panthers, but we do have some kids that, you know, they play for Elgin Bears or they play for, you know, the Algonquin Argonauts, uh, Tri-Cities Chargers, that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, trying to, trying to get as many of our kids through CYFL as possible, just because we work, we work really closely with them, you know, between, you know, our, how we, how we want that, you know, we try to help them as much as we can as coaches, staff, but also, you know, how can we, you know, get them involved in our program? You know, we run a huge camp mm-hmm. during the summer strictly for, you know, CYFL kids. Um, you know, last summer we had close to 140 kids in that camp, which was oh, wow. the biggest one we'd had in years. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really great relationship. It helps. My wife is on the board <laughs> you know, for the CYFL <laughs> Panthers, but she wasn't prior and that, you know, that, that, that relationship started, you know, many years ago under Melvin, um, and, and the president at the current time. And so, you know, we've been very fortunate to have a great organization that we work with, um, that feeds our program. So, and then we also, you know, we have middle school football too here. So okay. we kind of, we've got a lot going on, you know, just from that standpoint. So, you know, we try to help them out as much as we can be a resource and, and you know, for them, you know, whether it's, you know, setting up practice, you know, how do they run drills? We try to give them all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, playbook that those types of things, some, you know, stuff we're always working on, you know, evolving. I think that's probably the hardest part too, is, you know, trying to fit a high school playbook, you mm-hmm. know, and make it work for a youth organization. You know, you have, 
programs that run triple option and that type of stuff that 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 you know plays into the youth football a little bit better but when you're a spread team i think that's you know that's a challenge is finding finding things that that they can run that that work and are effective at that level right but as close to our stuff as possible so yeah really you know really fortunate for a great organization to to be feeding into us which is awesome yeah uh I wouldn't say you guys are a small town, but it has a small town feel to it because um, I had to go there and coach basketball there when I was at Nequa during the COVID year. First time I've been to that high school. And I'm like, there's like a small town feel to this because there's country around it. And because you're 5A, I think, but it still has the, the feel of like a small town country where they love sports. That's like the vibe I got when I was yeah, there. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's one of the reasons we fell in love with with the with this area and we ended up moving from Algonquin you know out to here you know I started off in Washington Illinois mm-hmm. um and, and and Burlington had a very similar feel you know not as closed as a community just because just we do draw from so many different areas but right. it had that that small town you know feel high school we're in the middle you know cornfields and all yeah. that stuff but yeah the town of Burlington itself is really you know only a couple thousand people it's it's all those neighboring areas that we draw from I think I don't know if I'm dead. I, you know, we're like 83 square miles or something like that. Wow. Um, for our district. So we're, it's a huge district just from land area. Right. Um, and so that's why, you know, we're starting to get up into that 5A, 6A. We're, we're 5A currently, you know, I think we're going to be a bubble team or, or, you know, pushing 6A here in the next year or two. Um, and you know, we're growing. So that's a, that's a huge, that was a huge plus too for us is, you know, growing community kind of kind of get to develop and grow and transition with the whole community and the program itself and so you know that's you know but it does it, it definitely has that that small town feel um, which is awesome so well especially seeing you guys in the summer because um our kids took it as because they were like what's what's central and i'm like well they're burlington central and our kids the the smart brainiacs they are well how big's the school and i'm like oh they're like five a oh psh. 5A, we're like 7A. And I said, guys, they're going to come in here and punch you in the face. And you guys did. You had this big lineman. They pushed us, you guys pushed us around for a little bit. And I looked at him like, guys, I tried to tell you, like, this is small town 5A, 6A football they're bringing in here. And I loved it because of what you guys ran, that power right down our throat on offense. They were banging us. And I'm like, guys, I tried to tell you what was about to happen. And I think that actually helped us prepare for the, the season because they were like, oh, wait a minute. And I'm like, yeah, see? They're tough. They're tough country boys. You don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we. Uh, it, it was fun to get the chance to go against you guys this summer, and, and I think, you know, a lot of people get that that kind of same reaction. I think they're like, oh, they're only five A, whatever. But then you look at our schedule, you know, yeah. in the Fox Valley, and, and you're yeah. like, oh, they play some dudes. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, we're playing eight A schools in our county. We have what is it, Dundee Crown, or uh, Dundee Crown Huntley. McHenry 8A 7A schools you got Cary Grove PR who's you know you know it, it seems like you know one of the every other year one of them's winning a state title and so you know we, we might be a small town 5A football but we are playing some big dogs in our conference and that's you know I, I think that's been you know when I first started at Central we were uh in the KRC the Kishwaukee mm-hmm. and you know, we were playing Harvard and, and Johnsburg and Marengo and those types of teams then we made the jump to the Fox Valley and you know, it took our guys a little bit of time. I think that I want to say this is the first class that had played strictly this senior class had played only at PC schools. And so, um, you know, prior to that, it was like, oh, 
we're playing some some yeah. big time football. Not yeah. that those other schools were big time football, but it was just a you know you were playing three and four A schools. You know, we were the one of the bigger schools in that conference, and then we made the jump to the Fox Valley, where you know we've been you know one of the smaller schools. You know, I don't, I don't know the exact numbers breakdown, but we're one of the smaller schools in the conference, and and uh, you know we've held our own for the last few years, and we're still uh, still trying to you know to break that barrier, you know that that five and four barrier. We've been close the last couple of years, four and five the last two years, and so. Um, you know, our conference is, is a phenomenal football conference and, and you see it when we go against other teams, you know, we, we, we can line up with you guys this summer, you know, West Chicago, which is another 8A school at your place, but then we do some stuff with Caneland too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're, we're, you know, all these, these schools are expecting, you know, some, some piece of cake, 5A country boys and, and we smack them in the mouth. So I know we've been a very, I mean, if, you know, we've been a very big physical team the last couple of years. Um, you know, we've averaged, uh, we've had to have had one of the bigger lines in the conference mm-hmm. the last couple of years, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's fun. You know, it's, it's a tough challenge every year. Um, but I truly like our, I love our conference. It's, I mean, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else because I know, you know, when we do break that barrier, we get to five and four, six and three, we make the playoffs. We're going to, we're going to beat some big teams in the playoffs just because of our schedule. We're battle tested. And, and, uh, yeah, I think, you know, I think you guys saw that this summer and, uh, yeah. It was awesome. It, it truly was awesome to, to watch you guys get in the playoffs this year too, and watch Chicago as well. Like, it felt like we had a little bit of hand in that. Like, we helped prepare these guys. Like, those are some big schools that are bigger than us, and and they made it to the you know made it to the dance and and had some fun. And you know, we got to kind of be part of that process too. So our guys, we talked about it this summer when we were at your place, you know, kind of creating that fraternity brotherhood mm-hmm. between our schools. And uh, you know, our guys were talking about it all. Well, you know, all through the season and, and the beginning of the playoffs, like, hey, look, look at these guys. They made the playoffs. It's awesome. So I know a lot of our guys were following you guys through the season and playoffs, which was cool. Well, because it was funny. Our kids did a 360. They said that about you guys. And I, me and Bazant both said it to them. Like, guys, like, we don't overlook this. I don't care what class they are. They're big. They're well coached. This is what's going to happen. And I try to tell them. And then as the season was going on, they, our kids actually said to me, like, hey, how's Burlington Central doing? Like, they better, they're going to make the playoffs, right? They were big. Like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, we wanted you guys to, and when you didn't, our kids were like in shock. They were like, what kind of conference are they in? And I laughed. I'm like, <laughs> um, a big-time conference, guys. And they were like, that big team? Like, And I'm like, yeah, guys. Like, yeah, they helped prepare us for like the Morton. Morton has 8,000 kids, and they're big. And we had to outlast them. So we were like, we've already seen big teams. Um, you know, Proviso East and West, even though they're not football powerhouses, they're big. And that just kind of prepared us a little bit. Yeah, our kids did a complete flip. They were like, that big team didn't make it. And I'm like, guys, you don't know what conference they're in. Like, I'm still learning it. I've been up here since 2018. I said, I'm still learning it. And I'm like, guys, go go, go northeast a little bit and find out what football is like up there. Mm-hmm. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, our, our conference is just – I mean, we, and we don't play any non-cons. And that's the – you know, we have 10 teams in our conference. We play a complete – conference schedule and it's you know we have we have a lot of really great coaches in our conference and that's you know that's the nice part that's one of the you know, things i love about our conference too is that we do have a lot of really you know it's tough but we have you know some great coaches you know in the conference we've got you know really good programs that do it the right way and so you know you it's the nice part you know what you're getting every week but you know it, it's you know it's big time football it really mm-hmm. is i mean we've had you know, between Cary Grove and Prairie Ridge the last few years as state champ out of the out of the conference. You know, you've got Huntley and Jacobs, you know, making some good runs, you know, a few times here and there, which you know, it's it's a gauntlet though. Man, oh. it truly is. And we see the gamut, you know, 
offensively and defensively. That's the craziest part. You know, that's why we try to, you know, keep our, our summer, our summer work. We try to broaden who we see and we got, we see triple option in our conference from two or three, well, three or four now, you know, we see spread, we see I, and then mm-hmm. defensively we get the same thing. We get a three, four, we get a three, three stack. We get, you know, a four, three, like it's just every week is a whole new, you know, it almost feels like you're putting in a whole new offense and defense every week just because of the teams we see. But yeah, it's, it's big time. It's, it's fun. You know, mm-hmm. it, it really is. It's, it's a, it's a grind, but we love it. So it makes our kids better and our park. We're going to get there some, one of these days. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, we thought it was going to be this year. Cause I, I said, well, yeah, we did. We did too. Um, we, you know, we unfortunately got bit by the injury bug this year, which hurt, you know, we were, we were healthy week one against Kerry Grove. We came, went down to the wire with them. We lost by, I think it was nine points um, to carry. And that was the last time we were healthy until week nine. And so, we lost starters every. I mean, it was insane. We lost a bunch of starters. We had, it was shoulders this year. Seemed like uh-huh. it was the year of the shoulder. You know, every year you got something going on. But uh, yeah, I mean, but our kids still battled, and that was the best part about it. You know, we had it was next man up mentality across right. the board. We had some young guys step up. You know, we had a couple of young sophomores. You know, start a couple of games in our backfield. We had to pull up for a couple of games, and it was, you know, we we thought it was the year too. And uh, you know, sometimes you just get that unfortunate bit of luck and. And you gotta, you know, persevere through it and deal with some adversity. And and our our guys did, and we just missed out. So, you know, one of these we're, we're gonna get there. One of these we're gonna put it all together, health, you know, all that stuff, you know, considered and and get to the get to the playoffs. So, oh yeah, it's gonna happen. That happened to us the COVID <laughs> year. We had that spring year, then that fall. Like that well, that was the year of everything: broken jaw, mm-hmm. collarbone. Uh, three kids with COVID. We went through five quarterbacks that, that fall. Like it was, that was us this year. We, uh, we, we had a, a crystal Lake central game. It was, so it was week four for a week, week four. Yeah. Week four, week five, one of those two. And, um, and we had, a our starting quarterback go down in week three early. Our backup quarterback went down in the second half of week four or yeah, week, week four. And then, uh, week five, we brought up a sophomore to start. My my other quarterback is my starting middle linebacker. He was hurt, couldn't grip a football. He'd hurt his thumb. I ended up having to put my our best receiver, um, you know, to quarterback just because he's yep. big time pitcher. Knows he, you know, he knows all, all the plays um, and can and can deal with the pressure. And I looked at him, yep. you know, midway through the third quarter, I go, Mike, it's you, buddy. Time to step up. And he goes, All right, takes his gloves off, gets right <laughs> behind the center, and snaps the ball. And, did a really nice job, but yeah, we were the same way this year. We were down to our fifth quarterback. It was it was crazy. Yeah, that happened to us. And then last year, I never had the same starting five O linemen. Something always happened. And then this year was the first time I think for like two or three games in a row I had the same O line starting. And I looked at Bazan and everybody's like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like this is the first time since I've been at Addison this has happened. And I have. We didn't have any injuries really this year. I think that's what saved us. Um, my best yeah. lineman dislocated his shoulder week nine against Downer South, the third game, play into the game. No, 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 against Leiden. It was Leiden. Third third play. Comes off, puts his shoulder down. They could not get it popped back in. And I said, I can do it if you let me. I'll do it. And they're like, legally you can. And I was like, but, but I can. Our, our trainer's tiny and I'm huge. I'm like, I, I can get this in if you want me to. Yep. And then we turn around, he's running back into the game with a dislocated shoulder just trying to play. And I'm like, get your ass back over here. <laughs> I think that was our only real injury, I think. 
Yeah, I wish. I wish. And then you, you, it's it's crazy how much you know injuries. You know, we've been you and I both been coaching for a long time, but you know how much injuries can impact your team. You, know, you look at Carey last year was three and six. They had a ton of injuries, and they turned around this year to oh yeah, you know, a state championship run with basically the same guys. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just you know, some some years you get lucky, and some years you don't, I guess. But uh, yeah, got to put it all together and hopefully get lucky next year. Are you guys going to bring a lot of people back, or do you have to fill some spots? Um, yeah, I mean, we lost a couple of really big-time players um, this year. Um, you know, we lost uh, both of our starting tackles. Uh, we'll graduate a couple of really good defensive players um, on the line and, and in the linebacking room. But we do return a lot of players. We return basically our the interior of our offensive line. We return three of our three of our top receivers and our quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. We return our, our middle linebackers and basically our, our secondary minus a corner. So, um, yeah, I mean, we return, pl- we return enough, you know, that, that we've got a, a good amount of experience in that room. And a lot of those guys are going to be three-year starters for us that are returning. So got a couple holes to fill on the offensive defensive lines. And, and uh, you know, but we've got a really good group uh, of their, you know, our, our 2020, what is that, 2026 class? Mm-hmm. Um, of linemen in that group, so got a nice group of nice group of linemen coming up that'll be juniors next year, and so you know we're expecting those big things from those guys to step in and fill some holes. So and we lost it. it, it you know, the the nice part, you know, the coolest part as a head coach, you know, you get you lose some players, but you get you know a lot of those players that you lose, you get to the next level. You know, we're losing all, you know the, our biggest players that are going on to the next level are playing in college. You know, both of our tackles are committed in college. You know, a bunch of our D linemen are committed to playing college or running back. So, um, yeah, it's really it's, it's cool seeing that. But and as, I don't know if I said we return our quarterback too, which is good. So okay. he's a stud. He'll be a senior. He's a stud. yeah. He he really like you know he, he checks just about every box when you go down the list. You know, he's got size, he's got speed, he's smart. Yeah, uh, I always joke. I always joke around with him. He's a uh, he wants to coach someday. And I've basically already offered him the offensive coordinator <laughs> position when he when he uh, when he gets out of school and comes back. So I, I kind of laid it out for him. I said, "Listen, you know, when you graduate, I know you want to coach and teach. You come back, you be a quarterbacks coach for a year, take over as OC, and then hopefully I'll retire and you can take over as head coach for me." So uh-huh. I already got his whole future laid out. He's a great kid, <laughs> great kid, phenomenal football player. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm expecting big things from him, and I know he's expecting big things from himself and. Dude, he's got a shot yeah. to play at the next level. Um, you know, he's got the arm to do it for sure. So, yeah, he threw a nice ball, and when you ran power read with him, he could run. And I was like, that kid yeah, is a well, stud. That's, yeah, he's he's like the perfect little balance. He's really, you know, he fits into that kind of pro style offense, play mm-hmm. action and stuff. But when he needs to run, you know, he he's got the wheels to do it. You know, he last year his, his sophomore year, he ripped off a sixty yard run against Crystal Lake South just on a scramble for a touchdown, and I. I don't think it was the first real time he had shown his wheels off and he, got, he just took off down the sideline and there he went. And we were all kind of messing with like, I'll be honest with you, Jackson, we didn't think he had that in you. But <laughs> he goes, everyone doesn't think I could run, man. Like I can run. And, and he runs track too. And he does a really good job at that. So yeah, he's, um, you know, I, I think he's got a chance to be you know really special as a senior. And so it's exciting. He's a great leader too. Um, you know, it's always good to have a, a you know quarterback for a couple of years and kid you trust and, and can put some, put some weight on his shoulders and he can handle it. So, so if we play you this summer, he's not playing against us. Make sure that happens. So we don't see it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. We'll see. Okay. 
because I think I told you our, our quarterback didn't come out, so we were trying to figure out who the hell our quarterback was going to be. Ended up being a sophomore um, and had sophomore moments, but I th- we did not allow him to run on zone reads at all during the season because we were like, we just don't trust that you're going to make the right read, and this is no offense to you. It's just we're going to tell you when to do it. And we waited until we played Lombard East in the round two, and we finally in the second half I said, hey, let's just let him rip. And he just starts scrambling all over the place, making – he leaped over somebody. And we're like, oh, okay. So you best believe he'll be the same type of quarterback. We, But he won't do power read, right? I don't care if he listens to this. He will not run downhill power read. His thing is, I want to get outside. and so Horizontal. Uh-huh. That's just who he is. And we got to live with it, live and die by it. And that's fine. Yeah, the nice part is you know that you, you know you, you know what kind of kid he is, you know, and what he's going to run, and so that makes it a little bit easier when you call him plays because you know that he's going to go horizontal with it, so you got to put him in the right spot to succeed. You know, when you're making play calls and stuff like that. Well, that's what saved us with Lombard East because on film they never seen him really run. If he does, it's just a scramble. We've never did that. So second half we were just, and I get a lot. I'm friends with Walters. It was a battle. They had this Division One. Defensive end that was getting recruited by like Miami of Ohio. Yep. I don't care if Walters listened to this. We made him look silly because he just kept crashing in. We run around him all the time. And I finally go, that's a Division One lineman. I was such an ass. I was like, wait, what? So I grabbed the quarterback. I was like, you realize that's like a senior Miami of Ohio recruit, and we're making him look silly right now. And it was such a close game. Oh, I still want that one back. Why'd I talk about it? Yeah, right. You're going down the wormhole for yourself. Starting to think about some things you wish you had back from the season. Oh, God. We turned the ball over like four or five times that game. Um, We had a kid. That's. Oh, it was tough. Go ahead. Yeah. Because we had a kid, freshman. He was a freshman. I think we might have told you. We had a kid not even playing this summer. He had tore his ACL in basketball as a freshman. He started football for us as a freshman. Like week four. Tore his his MCL and ACL in one knee. We got him. We weren't supposed to get him back. We got him back week four this year. The doctor cleared him. The trainer cleared him. Um, first game back, scores two touchdowns, and we're like, okay, he's back. Um, That's awesome. He was a threat to everybody. We go play. We go play um, Lincoln Park at Lane Tech. Catches a twenty-yard pass. Tries to do this weird spin move. Gets hit in his other knee. Tore MCL ACL in his other knee. And that his other leg. And so we go play Glumbardies. They don't have their two best guys because they got in that brawl the week before. Yep. So they suspended them. And so we're like, so they're out there, two guys. We're out our guy. And so we had to put people in different spots, key screens, turn the ball over. We turned it over about five times. And we're just like, we had them. And, but yeah, sad. When you turn the ball over five times, and you don't have your best dude. It was like set up perfectly for us. Like maybe we could have won if we had our best dude because they don't have their two best dudes. But shit. Yeah, I know. I, th- I was talking to Chris that week. I was asking about you know if those guys were going to play or not, and he wasn't sure at the time when we were talking. But yeah, it's uh you know it's tough when you get into situations like that. You wish you had that game back, or wish you can have that call back every once in a while. Oh, well, for once, the refs weren't the issue. That game. It, it wasn't. It was just – it was us. But then we just could not stop the run. Glombardis had this little short running back that had the quick – he had the wickest first step cut I've ever seen in a long time. 
I called him Stubby because his legs were so close to the ground. I was like, can we not tackle Stubby back there? But he he was such a stud. But he fumbled it on us for the first. He like his first turnover was against us. Um, our little corner intercepted a pass that should never intercept a pass, and so it looks like things were just working out. And then it just God finally said, "Hey, figure it out on your own." So we were like, "Oh shit, there's no more luck anymore. We have to figure it out." Yep. Um, I was going sure. to make a joke about your thing. You said you guys pull from like an 80 mile radius. So you're like a private school recruiting 40 miles around, huh? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy how big it is. Uh, you know, how big these, you know, are, are just our land masses for our district. I don't remember what the exact number is, but it's big. <laughs> it's, I want to say it's one of the bigger, you know, like I said, bigger areas in the, in the state for, just you know, one high school, but it's just so spread out. You got a lot of farmland and and all that type of stuff. But uh, yeah, no recruiting here. No recruiting here for us. You don't just to... the product. That's what kids want to come play for. I wish that was true around Addison because I don't think you guys deal with it. Like I said, we deal with it in the youth program. Freaking private schools or they showed up to youth practices on Addison's on our football field with their shit on and just are out there. And I'm like, Pazant goes to youth games at the high school, and they try to get off the sideline, and he has to go down there and be like, get off. Like, go away. And then we got told this year that they were in our stands trying to find the parent and, like, pull them this way and, like, talk to them because we were good all of a sudden. Like, there was a couple public schools like, hey, we're trying to help you guys out. We know for a fact they were at our game. We caught them, got them out. They went to your game. And we're like, What? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I don't think, uh, as far as I know, we haven't had too much of that, you know, in our area. But who knows? I know, I know, we've had, you know, a couple of kids go to Marmion and and Marion and that type of stuff. But nothing. I think it's been in a couple other sports besides football. I know there's like a couple of basketball players that went to a couple of private schools that were from our area. But yeah, fortunately, you know, we haven't at least heard about it too often. But. Uh, Oh. I think people think we're further out than we are, and so they don't mess with us too much. But who knows? Well, I was going to say, yeah, that whole have... thing. That whole thing after the state final, like I had to, like I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm not on Twitter like too much. But after the state finals, I was like, I cannot be on Twitter for a couple of days. Between it was, it was between the, the between the par- private public thing going on, you know, and people arguing about it, and then you know the at the same time the. North Central, North Central had been put on the road against the cross. So there was a lot of oh, arguments yeah. about that going on. I was like, man, I got to go off Twitter for a couple of days. I can't handle this stuff right now. Like try to stay out of most of that stuff. And, you know, I think, you know, it gets a little, gets a little much just, you know, sometimes people, uh, you know, in my opinion, put a little too much out there on Twitter. And it's like kind of a kind of a role model are we being for our students right now? We're sitting here arguing and bickering about it. Like, yeah, we can disagree with it, but, some of it was like over the top, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I'm done." Well, when I start seeing grown adults, you know, giving crap to high school kids about it, then I start moving on to the next. I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. I don't want, I'm not gonna waste my time anymore with this. Well, my problem so, was, yeah. my problem was, I just stir the pot. So if I see it, I'm like, <laughs> "Who can I piss off?" And then I'll never argue with a high school kid. I'll argue with an adult, or not argue. I'll put yeah, a fact out there. 
So I'll tweet sometimes at somebody, like one reporter I cannot stand, and I won't say his name, I just cannot stand him. Anytime he puts something out of private school, I go, must be nice to recruit. Just just, just stir the pot a little bit. But I also am friends with people that work in public and private, so I'm careful, and I straight up tell people, the guys I know in private, they do things the way they're supposed to be done, 110%. But I know for a fact some of these guys do shady-ass stuff because I've seen it, we're dealing with it. They went to a gym. And told our kids, why don't you come play football here at a gym? And the kid told us, and we had to report it because they were like, why don't you just go here and play for us? <laughs> but Zant went to the gym and confronted the guy. It was hilarious. Like, that's yep. the stuff we're dealing with right now. And I got, and then I, I won't take to anymore, but it's just a lot of behind the scenes things that are going on that I can't stand. But I know for a fact a lot of private coaches do the right thing the way they're supposed to be done. Yeah. I know how they're supposed to get kids in. I understand it. They do it the right way. Um, it's the, some. It's just a ha- It's just a handful. There's a handful. It's not all of them. You know, it's just a handful that just do extra. Because, like, you and, I, you and I know plenty of public schools that do all the shady stuff and whatever, oh, yeah. whatever. Um, we try not we, – we, we don't do that because we want to – build the youth program up to where it's Addison trail. And we want to build it up to, you know, build that thing. And that's what we're doing right now. You guys are doing it that way too. And that's how it's supposed to be done. And, and then if they go, if they go somewhere else, they go somewhere else. But as long as the mission is to funnel into the school. And like you said, you guys, when you guys break that barrier, it's probably going to blow up to be like, Hey, look, they got there. We want to go here. And hopefully us breaking it. Hopefully it kind of gets to that way too. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. You know, you you try to you try to make the experience and the product for these kids as good as you possibly can, so that they want to be there, that they don't want to even you know think about going somewhere else. Because I I get it. You know, you move into a town and maybe the program isn't what you think it is or what it's supposed to be or, or whatever. And so, you know, I think that's that's one of the biggest roles of like a, a you know head coach is just you know creating that atmosphere and experience for your players. You know, regardless of what you're doing on the field, you know that they they get something out of it that you know, makes them a better person, better player, all that type of stuff. And you create the product, you know, on the field, you know, to, to draw those people in and keep them interested in your program. And I think that's, you know, when you do it the right way, when you, you know, when you're, you know, giving them that, that experience that they need, that, that product, you know, I think you, mm-hmm. you, you tend to keep most of them most of the time. It's when, you know, not, you're not going to make everyone happy for no, sure, but no, you know, you try as best you can to keep 96% of them happy and, and, and coming back and, and having a great experience in your program. And I think that just emanates out, you know, in the community and, and you know, they, they understand that it's a good place to play and they're going to get the right coaching and, and the right, you know, values and stuff out of it too. So. Well, that's what I remember. I think you guys posted a picture of your youth camp and I showed it to Chris. I'm like, look at all these kids. Oh my God. They're going to, they're going to be good. If all these kids, like if most of those kids stay, that's awesome. Like just looking at it, like because I heard the York numbers, how many kids they had, which it's York, but then you guys bringing that many kids in too for Burlington Central. I'm like, oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah, and that was you know, like I said, this year was our, our biggest one we've ever had. We were close to 140 kids. And, that's awesome. You know, last year, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, we had 60, 50 kids. You know, the year before that, 30 or 40, and so it's just slowly, you know, it goes back to you know, it started with Melvin and. Mm-hmm. You know, the first year we ran a camp, there was like 12 kids that came. And then the next year there was 25 and the next year it just continued to build and build. And, and then we doubled our numbers overnight, basically. You know, we went yeah. from 55, I think we had 55, 60 kids in our camp last year. And we get the registration done in, in early June. And we were like, 
oh, there's 140 kids yeah. signed up. We're going to have to rethink rethink how we do this camp. And, you know, it's a great problem to have. But yeah. I think that just goes back, you know, it's word of mouth. You, you give them a great experience. You know, they start talking in the community and, and you get more and more kids up. Because traditionally we've been, you know, we, we've been known for basketball and, and baseball. And that's, you know, that's something that, you know, we've, we've battled, you know, our, our basketball camp every year. And, uh, you know, Coach Porto and I got, you know, great mutual respect for each other. He's a phenomenal basketball coach. Um, and, you know, we, they would have, you know, 200 kids every year at their basketball camp. And I'm like sitting there, what? what? <laughs> ah, we got to pull from some of these kids. Like, you know, and, we, and we're starting to, which is great. And then I think that just speaks for, speaks for the product that, that we're putting out there and the experience we're giving these kids. So, and I've got a great coaching staff to help me do it. So, yeah, hey, gotta I, have gotta have good support around you. I guess Sabo's okay. I guess he's fine. Yeah, Sabo's all right. He's not too bad. <laughs> do you, do we you, were just at uh, my defensive coordinator actually got married last night, so oh wow, a bunch of our bunch of our coaches were were at the wedding last night and talking, and the basketball coaches were there and stuff because he coaches basketball too. But you know, it's it's great. Like you see the the community, you know, coming together to build all the programs at our school right now, and it's awesome. Like we're just you just see the whole community trending in the right direction for you know everything we're trying to do at the school so yeah because you guys have an awesome like indoor facility like the the, the indoor field house is amazing i love the bat yeah it's to incredible coach, when i went there to coach basketball the basketball court's awesome um i know you were talking about you need the football field updated but that's gonna happen eventually yeah we're hoping i mean we've got we've got a really nice field you know grass field uh we're just you know we, we we're limited you know that's that's the thing i think that's maybe a little bit odd is is we're surrounded by cornfields and people think we have all this room, but we're actually pretty landlocked. Mm-hmm. Um, and we only have, we only have two, two areas of grass basically mm-hmm. for our football practice fields. And, and, you know, so we're trying to pack 120 kids between those two and, you know, it'd be nice to, to get that turf facility at some point down the road and, and be able to practice up there and, and whatnot. But yeah, you know, I, I, I talk about it all the time, like we're, like we're one of the smaller schools in our in our conference, but our home games are incredible. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, we're, we're uh, a lot of people don't know this, but our field is up on the it's the tallest point in Kane County, so it's called Rocket Hill. That's why uh-huh. everyone's always like, "Why is it called Rocket Hill?" Well, if you look on the the maps and stuff, it's the tallest point in Kane County, so it's you know nicknamed Rocket Hill. And like, our home games are incredible. They just are. Like, it, it feels like small town football when you got cars lining, you know, plank road and tower mm-hmm. and all that, you know, surrounding the stadium and it is packed every single game, no matter who we're playing or what we're doing. And so it'd be awesome to just, you know, kind of to get that, you know, that stadium, you know, going in the, you know, the same direction as, is what we get from the fans and the community. It's great support. It's, it's great. It's phenomenal. I love it. Well, cause now that you're saying that when I drove, I drove there for the best, now that you're <laughs> saying that, cause I remember it's a, it's this road, there's cornfield, the school's here. I drove around. And I remember coming down, and then like the football field is kind of up. Now that you're saying that to me, I kind of remember yep. that. It's cool if you actually if you stand in, a, in the end zone, our south our south end zone, and you look south, you can you can see all the way to like Paw Paw, Illinois. Uh, uh, you know, like they got all the windmills in Paw Paw. Yeah. At night, you can see the red the red lights on top of the mm-hmm. windmills from our stadium, which is really cool. So you could you could see as I don't know how many miles it's got to be, you know, 50, 60 miles that you can see or something. I don't know what the visibility right. is, but it's awesome. Like you can literally see the windmills and pop off from our stadium. That's awesome. That, yeah, it's cool. 
that's that small town thing. I'm telling you, it's it's a bigger yeah. version <laughs> of like because I went my high school had 300 kids, so on a Friday night, everybody was just at the football field for a, we were two way, so a small two way school. Yours is that times three, which is awesome. Yep. Which is awesome. I love hearing that, especially up in the suburbs. When I come from a place like that, and you don't see it up here, you know, it, love it. I just had to take them all. I yeah. love hearing that. Love hearing it. It's awesome. Uh, it's it really is. We have we have truly a home field advantage, and we get all these teams. You know, like I've got some friends that coach at Huntley, um, and every time he comes, he's like, "Man, I love playing here. Like the atmosphere is awesome. Like it just feels like a Friday night football game. It's great." So when you hear from other coaches, it cements it even more, which is awesome. Yeah, well, going back to the kids, when we knew we had to replace Main East, they were like, why don't we get Central? And I'm like, no, no. And they go, why? And I said, well, one, we can't because of their conference. I said, two, they're going to – did you see what they did to us in the summer? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, – I'll be honest with you, it hurts, you know, sometimes, you know, when you, you see – you know, because – you guys were a good team, but I felt like we, we handled you guys pretty well. And it was like, oh, all these other teams are making the, the playoffs. And it's like, I know we could beat that team and that team and that team. And granted, you got to play the game, but on paper, you should beat them. And it's it's tough. It's tough for our kids to watch, too. But, you know, that's you know that's the tough part about our conference. It's, gaunt- yeah. it's gauntlet. Yeah. But just just join our conference. It'll be okay. Just drive all the way out here. every Drive to Morton all the time. You'll be fine. I'm sure that's not a drive. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's the nice part. Like what, and it's you know not to bring up a touchy subject, but you know you look at the district proposals and stuff, and it's like you know we play. You know our farthest drive is like thirty five minutes, and it's like some of these district proposals. It's like, and I know they're all projections, but it's like, man, like even our district proposal, like Riverside Brookfield. You know, this is all what what Susie oh put up is like Riverside Brookfield. That's a two hour drive for us on a Friday night. Like that's who you guys would be. Like, I was going to bring that up, like districts. Like we, Chris was, all, Chris liked it at first, and then the more I talked to him about it, the more we talked about, it, he goes, uh, "Wait a minute." I was like, "Yeah, do you see the proposal where we got to play Wheaton North, Wheaton South, and all, and some of these teams?" Not even talking about the travel, just about who. And then we looked at the travel, and he was like, "Yeah, no, 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 no." Yeah, I, I, I was the same way. I, I go back and forth. I still go back and forth. Um, you know, the, the, there's so many parts of it that, I, you know, initially I was in the same boat. I was like, I love this. Let's do it. And you start, you know, you, you start talking, you know, with some coaches and, and, you know, you start, you know, looking at the proposals and stuff. And actually, uh, you know, Brad Seberg and I, you know, talk quite a bit and I was talking to Brad um, and we were just kind of going back and forth on it. And one of the things that just stuck with me that he said was he was like, coach, like, gotta think about something too like it's not just the travel but like we 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 play in a conference that's tough yes and i get that part but we have great coaches in our conference we have great programs that we can trust like we all know that we do it the right way uh-huh. and when you get start branching out you know even that's you know that's you know why a lot of our schools like that we don't have a non-conference schedule is that we you know you start playing some of these other programs that maybe aren't and you know coached the same way or taught the same way or have the same values and stuff like that you start seeing a little bit more chippiness and that type of stuff. And it's like, we don't really get that in our conference, which we've got rivalries, but you know, all of our coaches do a really good job in our conference of keeping their programs in check and, uh-huh. and that type of stuff. And that, that stuck with me. And when he said that, I was like, 
okay, maybe I could, yeah, but I still, even with that, I still go back and forth. It's like, you know, the, the, the side of me that's like, we should have been in the playoffs the last two years, at least, you know, with, with our, you know, the, the talent that we had and we just didn't because our conference is a grind and a gauntlet. And then, you know, you look at that too and it's like, but our conference, you know, our conference prepares you for the, the next, for the playoffs. Cause if we do get out, like we would be the five and four team that no one would want to play. I feel mm-hmm. like, like right. we would be that five and four team that the nine and O teams don't want to play because of our schedule. And just the fact that, that we're battle tested every single week. Um, but then you, it's like, man, I, you know, the district proposal that they have made for us and granted it's, you know, what is it? 80% accurate or whatever they said right. it was 75%. It's like, I know that we would make the playoffs every single year in that, in that district. Granted, there's still some good schools that are in our proposal. Um, but then you start adding in the travel and it's like, man, like Riverside, like ours was the three furthest was Riverside, Brookfield, Fenton and Niles, Notre Dame. And I'm like, how in the world is that, are those three teams getting lumped in, in our district? Like we are 30 miles West of that. Well, it's like, what's, what is happening? That was the thing. They're going to, if they have to go play you guys, even drive <coughs> you go in there, look at all these schools you're passing as you're getting there that you could be playing. Well, and that's that's the the thing that I was struggling with because, like, right now, if you go by if you go by just the five like the one through eight A breakdowns, we are a five A school. Now, granted, that changes every year based on who you know makes you know the playoffs and all that type of stuff. Like this year, I think we were projected as like the third largest five A school, but at the beginning of the year, we were like the second smallest six A school when the projections first started coming out. It's like they're putting us in a six A um, district but aren't we a five, a school? Like that was the part I struggled with. I'm like, so like that's, we're such a bubble team that I think the projections might put us in six, a, but if it actually passes, I think we're probably in a five, a district. So I think it could be completely different. Now we're probably drawing, you know, Sycamore and Lombard South and those types of things. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about all these schools you're passing on the way, you know, to get to RB and, you know, Niles, Notre Dame and, and what, whatnot. And I was like, God, those are two hour drives on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> To try to get there from our place. You'd have to make it a Saturday. Now your Saturday is based on going yeah. all the way out there. Well, that's you, you look at like the minute I saw the projections, you saw like the 8A with that, that South 8A bracket. And it was like Edwardsville, Belleville West, Belleville East. Oh, and then all the Plainfield and Juliet schools. And it's like those three schools are literally yes. going to drive eight hours, six hours, whatever it is. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. Every game. Like that's insane. Well, that that that's where because I remember when they proposed it the first time years ago. Um, where was I at? Was I at Glumbard East or East Aurora? I don't even remember. They proposed, it got passed. Then they looked at it again. They're like, "Wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. Why would this happen?" And then at East Aurora, I'm like, "Oh my God, poor East Aurora has to drive all the way because they got four thousand kids, and we all know that's not a school that's four thousand kids to go play another four thousand, five thousand enrollment school. Yeah. It's just not." And where I'm from, because the districts matter more north of I-80 and like east of where you guys are. Right there makes sense. Everything else to where you guys are, south of I-80 makes no sense. And that's why everybody that I know are like some. I know some high school guys are like, no, I want it because the schools around them are their enrollment. They're tough and we want to play them. And they don't want to travel in their conference. I'm like, but you chose to be in that conference. You've jumped conferences every two years. That's a you problem. That's not an us problem. Right. 
you know. I think Derek Leonard said it best. He goes, some schools are trying to make their problems everybody's problem, is what the district thing is. Especially when, like you guys, like you said, you only travel 35 minutes. And if you're competing in your conference and you're right there competing with them and you're going to break through, maybe it's best to just keep it the way it is. For us, kind of the same thing. I want to go to the upstate eight. As soon as I got to Addison, I said, let's go to the upstate eight. We fit better in the upstate eight. I want to play West Chicago and all the Elgin schools and blah, 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 blah. But we stayed because it's tradition, quote unquote, yeah. and finally broke through. But we're playing Morton that has 8,000 kids, Morton that has 4,000 kids, uh, Downer South that has three or 4,000 kids, you know, and, and I'm sitting here going, this doesn't make sense. So at first they were like, oh yeah, Addison, it makes sense. I said, but if you draw a circle and it's Wheaton South and Wheaton North, uh, you know, Glombard East, and this, this, and that. I'm like, now it, now we're in a position where we're not – it's not going to work. And I I said no. I looked at Chris. I was like, you better tell Bear to vote no because the proposal doesn't yeah. look good. Yeah, I think – you know, I actually – I emailed Sam Knox, um, you know, when the whole thing came out and just asked him, like, what, you know, are we going to – are we going to put out projections or anything like that? It was before the Susi article came out and – and I, I really did. I thought he had a good response. It really, what it boiled down to was they wanted people to vote on the concept of districts, not the actual projections. Because he even said, like, even if we put something out, it's still only going to be 70, 80 percent accurate. You know, right. right now, we won't know until, you know, if it does pass, all these you know, schools that are you know, maybe going to play eight man or, or whatnot are going to jump, jump to eight man. Are they going to stay and are they going to split co-ops? You know, that type of stuff. There's a lot of things in play. And that's, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I went back and forth with it. You know, I, I think most, I've actually, most of the people I've talked to, it's been pretty much a 50-50 split. Some want it, some don't. And so it'll be curious. I think we'll know Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Is that I sound think, about right? Yeah. So it'll be interesting for sure. But, but then if, if, if nobody likes it, then they'll just propose it again. Yeah, I don't think, you know, I don't think we're done hearing about this for a long time. I, you know, I think, I, I do think something needs to be done. I don't know what that something is. You know, I, you know, I don't know what the, because there are, kind of, like, you look at like the I-8 and like the I-8 has literally changed every year for six years. And it's like, that, that can't happen. Like that is, yeah. that is ridiculous. You know, the Fox Valley is kind of somewhat of an anomaly at this point with how steady we have been. Like we haven't changed since even before, you know, when I was at Hampshire, we had the small and, and big side split. And we had, you know, the Woodstocks and the Grays Lakes and the Fox Valley. And then was it five years ago, you know, that, you know, it was probably six, seven years ago. It went to one big conference and then, and then they, we added, you know, central into the conference to make it a 10 team conference, but it hasn't changed in four or five years now. So it is, it is, you know, I don't know what the magic is. You know, I don't know what the, the right, you know, the right thing to do is that to, to change it, but you just, you know, there's a lot of disparity with these conference changes and, and seeking the five wins thing. So something's gotta, something's gotta change. Something's gotta be done. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but. Well, I mean, you could make it where if you go to a conference, you have to stay there for so long and you sign this thing. Well, right. Yeah. I think, you know, that's, you know, but then is the IHSA regulate that who, you know, is that just a, a bylaw change? You know, it's like, 
how do you how do you make these changes? What do you you know what do you got to do? I've heard some interesting proposals too about like, and I don't know how I feel about it about you know making it an eight week season and week nine is week one of the playoffs, you know that type of stuff, so everyone gets in. But I think part of, I struggle with that, you know, like I don't know where you stand on that one, but like I I look at that proposal, and I'm like, man, there's just something about Illinois high school football where it's not it's a prestige like if you make it in the playoffs it's a prestigious thing like you're it's the only sport in Illinois where where not every team is guaranteed to make the playoffs and it's like I don't know if I want to lose that to be quite honest with you because I think it just makes it that much more special when you do make the playoffs right but it's tough because there are teams that haven't made the playoffs in 20 years yeah you know you look at you're like you know Addison Trail East Aurora making the playoffs for the first time and what was East Aurora six First time since the eighties. Yeah, it was eighty two. Eighty two. Yeah, like talking about a team that had made the playoffs for thirty five years, you know, almost forty years. It's like, or it was forty or whatever it was. It's like, oh, <laughs> but there's yeah. that. It's the, it's like the prestige of, you know, making it when you do. So it's, I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> well, that's I, why I don't, I, I don't make the big. I don't make that money to make those decisions. You know. Well, the people making the money can't make those decisions either. But that's a whole other right. That's that's a whole other problem. No, I, I was torn on it too because. Like I would have loved to make the playoffs, but I don't know if I would feel comfortable being two and seven last year making the playoffs. I'd be like, you know, because I coach all three sports, and so like baseball gets in automatically, softball, like every sport gets in. So when you go eight and twenty, yeah. you can go eight and twenty and get in. Well, that's I think that's I think that's probably the biggest argument for not making that you know to change it to that is because. What, what do you do with seedings? You end up with a two and seventeen playing an eight 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 and zero team seven and one. Like what? What do you do there? Like right. you're talking about, you know. And I think that's probably why football is the way it is because it is such a physical sport that you can't line up a, you know, if it was an eight eight, eight game season, you can't line up an eight game eight and zero team against a one and seven team. You know, no. it's just especially in the playoffs, like you're talking about. I mean, just getting smoked, and you're talking about injuries and all that type of stuff. So. Or, or like it's tough, but then like you look at it and you look at it like, hey, if I was healthy at four and five or four and four, if it was, you could have made it and oh yeah, and still have done things. So for you, you're probably like, there's probably that small part of you because I would be the same way, I'd be like, well, yeah, but then there's that competitive side that goes, but did we earn the yep. right to be there? You know, right, right. Well, it's like you know. You look at, you know, and this goes back to the private public thing, but whatever. Like, you look at Maz. You know, <laughs> oh, God. Four and, like, four and five team makes it in and, I mean, run run the run the free, run the gauntlet, make it to the state. It's like, whew, you know. And actually, I, it, it goes back to our conference being locked. If we were, you know, if we even had one non-conference game, I actually think we would have bumped Maz in playoff points or we, we would have been really close. Yeah. to bumping Nads in playoff points and making it a four and five too. So it's like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I love the fact that we, because like Indiana, I think everybody makes it, and they play like a seven week season. I think because of the fact they all make it. Um, and I, I like, I like being five and four and making it. I do, but I also I see both sides. Yeah. I see I see the side of make the playoffs. But then each game matters, so it's like when you're in Illinois, like for us, like at East Aurora when I was coaching with Nick, we were 4-4, four and four. Elgin was 4-4, four and four. we played the last week of the season, whoever won was going, so like that game yep. was electric, like Elgin, that, that place was packed, 
Angie Tim was on the sideline. We were the game of the week. NBC was there. And it's like, I love how the fact that the games matter, like each one matters. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, we went, we went into week nine this year at four and four and, you know, we happened to be playing Huntley week nine and, and, you know, it was, it was a, it was a playoff atmosphere for us. I mean, we had to win, make it to the playoffs. It was the same way the week before we went, you know, we were three and four going into week eight against Hampshire and end up in a, you know, pouring rain situation (laughs) and winning in overtime on a field goal and the the torrential downpour. It's like, man, like that, that experience, that, that atmosphere, we played two playoff games week eight and week nine. Like, Mm -hmm. so it's, we're still playing, you know, we were in meaningful football in week nine and, you know, we just come up short and, but that's what going back to what you're talking about. Like that's an experience, man, right there. Like that is playoff football, even though it's not playoff football. And so it's, it's tough. Like, that's why I'm with you. I, I go back and forth on it. It's like, what do you do? You know, like, right. I, just, and then, then I don't like, know what the answer is. Then, like for us, we had to go play at Lane Tech, which I obviously had never been there. That's an aw- I walked in. I thought this place is awesome. And yeah, I saw some of the pictures, and I was like, that place looks awesome. It was awesome. I walked. We got was. Bazan does not make us take the bus. We we can drive, and I love it. I'm like, so we drove there, and loved it. And I'm like. It felt so special because the kid. I told the kids, "You earned the right to come play at a cool place like this," and so yep. that's that's kind of where that happens. And then you get to round two, and you get a home playoff game for the first time since 2014. It's like, guys, you earned this. Like it's earned. And we got ripped for our schedule because we had low playoff points. And I was like, guys, who gives a shit? Just just play. You got to play the game. Who cares? And yep. So that's that's kind of why I like earning it. Um, and like we were two and two. There was a point where we were two and two. And I said, guys, here's our tipping point where we can lose a bunch of games and not make the playoffs, or now every game does matter because we're two and two. We can only, we only have two games that we can fool around with now. And so that was just I like earning it. You know, basketball we can go eight and twenty and make the regionals, and it's like Yeah. Yep, I'm with you. And the Bears are about to screw it up. Just like I was just about to say we're about. I had I looked over. And I'm like we're about to lose this game in the last minute, last two minutes of the game, aren't we? Oh yeah, they got the ball back. They're gonna kick a field goal and win. See, everybody talk about the Bears being in the hunt, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna. It, now we're gonna lose. <laughs> now it's gonna happen. Yep, I'm watching the same. I'm like, oh, it's not gonna go our way. Well, I stopped it? looking at it because I, I stopped glancing because I saw it was 17-7. I'm like, oh. I know. I did the same thing. Now I'm like, wait, 17-17? Holy shit. Yep, man, we're in field goal range. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Such a Bears thing to happen. Good thing I'm a Lions fan now. I don't have to worry about it. God, I need to pick a new fandom ship, I think. Oh, I do. I'm, I'm a bandwagon guy. I curse my, dad every, curse my dad every year for making me a Bears fan. He gave me two, two fans, the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So I get to watch an anemic offense every week on Saturdays and then offense on Sundays with the Bears. It's great. I'm not much better, you know. Bears, Bulls, Cubs, Illinois. <laughs> I'm not much better than Yep. Even though Illinois is going to turn it around, but Brett Bielmo will turn it around, but still. Yep. Well, That's coach, great. I appreciate your time uh coming on here. I wasn't going to waste too much of your Sunday. Um, appreciate you coming on here, just talking some other things other than scheme, because we all talk the same scheme. It doesn't matter, but yep. appreciate it. Yeah. We well, appreciate you, Steve. Thanks for having me on.